0: I'm Dee Brown, CEO, and welcome to this episode of HBCU. Joining me today is Denver Williams from Mississippi Valley State University. Denver is the Director of Business Development for 413 Solutions. Also on the panel with me today is David Mosley. David graduated from Morgan State. David is the President of 413 Solutions and also the President and CEO of E. Smith Advisors. Gentlemen, thank you for being on HBCU today. Glad to have you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So, we want to jump right in. Uh, you know, Denver, I'm sure all the guests are saying, did this guy go to an HBCU or is this some type of trick D. Brown is playing today? But you actually graduated from Mississippi Valley State University. Yes, sir. So. Talk to me about your journey. How did you end up at Mississippi Valley State?
1: Yeah, so um, for me, I uh, grew up in a uh, small town uh, just a little north of Birmingham. Um, baseball was my first love a- as a part of it, and so my motivation was a push to the next level in athletics a- as a part of it. Yeah. Um, in that pursuit, I um, found an opportunity over in Itabina Mississippi, um, at Mississippi Valley with uh, Coach Aaron Stevens and Coach Doug Shanks, and they gave me the opportunity to be that Division I athlete yeah. um, as a part of it. And I think beyond the athletic Athletic side subconsciously for me, I think that I wanted to expand kind of my horizons beyond the city limits um, yeah. where I was currently at, and Valley gave me the opportunity to do that. Wow. Okay.
0: So David, talk to me about your uh, journey to Morgan State. My journey to Morgan. State. I know there State. were multiple stops. Well, y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll,
2: we'll make this brief. We only have 30 minutes, so. But uh, you know, I, I started out at Coppin State, which is also HBCU. Okay. And, and, you know, because I'll just take a quick second back as well, you know, a lot of us, uh, my parents didn't go to college. Yeah. So I didn't have that kind of toolage about, hey, what you need to prepare yourself for uh, to get prepared for college. So in my senior year, my junior year, you know, although I was an honor student, all that stuff, I started working a little bit more and and spending more time on other activities as well. Yeah. And the grades started slipping. So I was like, i that'd be Okay. So, you know, when you send the applications off, not as many schools said yes as I thought it would. Yeah. Luckily, HPCU being Coppin State said, hey, listen, we're going to give you that opportunity. We know your grade slip. Things happen in life, right, occur. And they gave me their first opportunity. So I started my career there, and I was actually a psychology major. And I decided, once I learned how much uh, a psychologist would want to make per year, I didn't think that was the right career for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I transferred, <laughs> I took a year off, and I ended up transferring ultimately into Morgan State University. Okay. Uh, which you know, looking at that university now, it's uh, it's massive.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, and it's a fine institution even when I was there. But you know, ultimately ended up there at Morgan State and finished at Morgan State with a business major.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So, Denver, uh, do you remember the day that you first set foot on Mississippi Valley State University campus? I do. I tell, do. tell me I about do, yes, that day.
1: Um, so, I think one thing that was uh, surprising to me is how flat it is out in the Mississippi <laughs> Delta. Um, it's one of those places you can watch a dog run away for days out there as, as a part of it. Um, yeah. No, I think um, I think more so as, as I got onto campus, um, it, being a being an athlete, being a freshman, we had to report early as a part of it, so there wasn't a lot of students um, on campus at that time, and I can kind of remember one of the first moments of kind of being homesick a little bit, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, maybe kind of having that question of did I make the right idea, you know, moving you know three hours away from home, all of those types of things. And um, one of the things that kind of brought me back was that the way that our dorms faced in those freshman dorms, the window faced out to the quad. Mm-hmm. And um, since uh, the athletes had reported, um, some of the band had reported as well, and I remember from in high school we had in high school football, we had a cadence um, as a part of when the football team would come out. And I'll be, I was just laying there in, uh, in my bed, um, had the window open and the drum line was out. And the first six or seven counts of the beat was the exact same cadence as my high school. Right. And then from there, it mixed it up to something that I'd never even heard before as, yeah. a, as a part of it. And so that sound, that tone kind of brought me back um, to something that was same. And then as soon as they finished up, you could hear everybody clapping as a part of it. So it wasn't just me that was experiencing that moment. It was so many of the others that were there, just like me, that were probably thinking the exact same thing. Right. You know, right as a part of it. And so that was something to where I realized that, you know, same, but also different um, as a part. And I knew that that was kind of a part of my first steps into growth of of who I felt like I could be as a part of that journey.
0: Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So, David, what about you? Uh, I know you started at Coppin State, so that would kind of be your first HBCU experience. Talk to me about that first day on campus. Uh, The first day on campus was, you know, where do I go?
2: (laughs) 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 Like, looking for your classrooms, trying to figure all that out, asking friends for help, and and getting there. Once you're, once being in the room, being in an environment of people who are, look like you, uh, it gave a sense of comfort, you know, and being able to say, hey, listen, you need help, we're here for you. Yeah. And being able to have that ability to have that access to those type of folks who want to help you, want to see you succeed, was a great, made out to be a great experience in, in the first few years I was there. Yeah. So, and you know, it was just a beautiful thing for me.
0: So, Denver, you know, most of the time when we have uh, guests on this show and we talk about that first day, most of the time they say, well, you know, it was just great being around everybody that looked like mm-hmm. me. And you were actually in the opposite Correct. Uh, position where everybody looked different. So mm-hmm. how was that experience for you?
1: Yeah, I think um, I think even beyond that, um, you know, where I came from um, in north of Birmingham, uh, my high school wasn't integrated as, as a part of it. Um, mm-hmm. So it was an all-white high school. Um, so going to an HBCU and obviously kind of flipping that percentage of, of now becoming the minority was something different. Um, I think for me, it's helped me gain an, an understanding of... Different types of realities that are out there for everyone as yeah. as a part of it., um, and I remember that, our assistant coach, um, Aaron Stevens, uh, you know, he used to always say same boat, same paddle yeah. as a part of it. And I think that <clears throat> me being a part of an athletic team um, obviously helped a ton kind of developing that foxhole mentality um, with other people, regardless of what their color was or creed or any of yeah. those types of things definitely gave me an advantage. Um, but I think really just kind of being open to the, you know, open to the experience, open to the growth um, yeah. is what really helped me. But it, it was different, but it was almost a good different if that, if That makes sense. It was an expansion and growth and an experience that I needed, that I almost craved, just given where I was from. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So did you feel welcome? I mean, how did you, how oh, did the yes. campus embrace uh, 100%.
1: you? 100%. Um, yeah, no, from the, the moment that we got on campus, um, help from all the way around, um, not only the athletic side, but also administration. Um, kind of. I was the first one in my family to, to go to college as well. So, again, you know, setting up your classes, doing these scheduling, these little things that, um, you know, unfortunately, we didn't necessarily have uh, the ability to learn. Um, everybody went above and beyond um, yeah. for us to make sure that our experience, uh, much like for for everyone else, um, was as comfortable as possible. Right. So, from
0: a family <clears throat> perspective, how you know was that when you told your family I'm going to Mississippi Valley State University? Was that it,
1: so? It, the reason why it wasn't uh, received as well as what it could have been um, is that I had been accepted to a D3 school, probably mm-hmm. 15 minutes from the house. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it was more so <laughs> a mom not wanting me to not wanting me to go two and a half hours away to uh, to Itabina, but. For me, like I said, my drive um, with baseball kind of being that first love was to put myself in the position to excel however I could and in that vernacular as far as that. end, And Valley was the best place for me as a part of it. So they understood as a a part of it beyond kind of being further away from home than than what they'd liked.
0: Right, right. Mm So, David, so you had kind of two first-day experiences. Yeah. Uh, you talked about Copping State. Yeah. So by the time you made it to Morgan State, yeah. you had a little experience on your belt. A little bit. Some good, some bad, yeah. probably. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the first day like at Morgan State?
2: Back then, it was trying to get a class. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was automated. or So yeah. As a, coming in and, and trying to figure out what, Courses you're actually able to take was a challenge. Yeah, I never forget that going to missions office and the line was wrapped around the building because no one said, "Hey, you need to be there like before the doors open." Right? Didn't know that, right? right. We're like, <laughs> I'm showing sure at least eight o'clock. What are you talking about? They were there at six, right? Right. They, 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 see, knew, they knew, right? Yeah. they knew. Yeah. And and being there, like, wow, get there. You get there, like, i uh, sorry, that's full. That's full. That's full. But luckily, I found out uh, my second semester at Morgan, one of my neighbors was working in the missions office. And she took care of me from there
0: on. Yeah, I got every class I wanted from there on. I was smooth sailing. <laughs> <laughs> so every uh, HBCU campus, you know, has a different uh, feel, different flavor. Uh, what were some of the signature? Uh, Events or things that happen on the campus of Mississippi Valley State that you remember most?
1: Yeah, I think that um, maximizing the the quad area um, <laughs> for different events, whether it's uh, whether it's concerts, whether it's having speakers come in, um, it was always something going on. There was always something that you didn't have to look for anything to do as as a part of it, and um, I'm I'm sure that it's like that in in other places as well, but. It just felt like kind of the variety of things, whether it was music, whether it was food, um, any of those type of pursuits. There was always something available and and something to do as a a part of it.
0: What about at Morgan State? I'm pretty sure it was a lot to
2: do. I was working full time. Yeah, (laughs) 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 I I could you know I would most time I try to get my schedule on a a Thursday and Tuesday and Thursday schedule. Yeah. So I can work Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Okay. To pay for college and living my own whole nine yards. So I would literally get to campus at eight in the morning take all my necessary classes, be done by three or four, and go to work and do my homework between in between those times. So I, I would peep out on a quad and see everybody on the lines and stuff like that. That looks fun. Gotta go to work. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, so I would be able to walk across the Welcome Bridge every once in a while, go to the library, which you know, the being able to go across the Welcome Bridge there was, you know, part of the, the institution of Morgan State as well. Yeah. But uh you know, spending a little bit of time as much as just hanging out on campus, but I didn't have a lot of time to hang out there. Yeah. Uh, I wish I would have had more time to hang out on campus and, and not as much work as my, much. I've always worked multiple jobs on my life. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because this is my DNA as an entrepreneur. I guess it started early, right? right Most right, of us, right? Right. So, but, you know, I've always started working early on and just had to pay for college out of my pocket and didn't want to take any loans. So I worked like two or three jobs during college. I think scheduling it so I can get done and, and get completed without that. That'll help you
0: uh, finish college sooner as well. It's a little bit of a motivation. To right. To <laughs> stay focused. I like my son right now. Right. <laughs> well, you know, you just call home and uh, cash out. Right.
1: Yes, different about right you, Yeah, right. right. I, I'm, right. I'm going to
0: take three classes this, sem- this semester. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> so what about, uh, David, the teachers, the faculty, the staff, what were they like at Morgan State? Man, it, it, it was it was a
2: great environment because you know oftentimes I was tired and I couldn't turn some papers in, and they allowed the flexibility to give me an extra day sometimes. Yeah, uh, just to kind of bring it back and turn it in, and working with you as well um, about hey you don't mm-hmm. understand meet me this class hours or meet me before class a few minutes I try to go over it with you, and and, and class you know, our, English, our 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 business our business major group, you know we're all helping each other. You know, if you can't make it, call me later. Yeah. I'll tell you what happened in class. Right. So we formed a great, tight-knit community within ourselves there. And we also say, you know, if the teacher's not there in 10 minutes, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on the teacher. <laughs> but, you know, but we, we formed, that, we formed a, a, a great community amongst each other in, in supporting, help each other because we all want to see each other succeed. Yeah. As well as professors. you know, They want to make sure that you're there to accomplish your goal and succeed. Right. and be there, coach you as much as possible, spend next time just talking with you and help you understand, because econ was a beast for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was a beast. And a professor would sit down with me. I was, you know, sit down with me sometimes, meet, meet me off campus sometimes, and say, hey, let's talk through it, you know, yeah. and help me walk through it, which I, which I don't see that happening potentially other other institutions. Right. The extra care
0: they put in for that time right. was great. Denver, what was it like for you as it relates to just the student body, the faculty, yeah. um, what was that, whole experience like?
1: Yeah, I think that, um, you know, for me, obviously, I, I had an advantage um, being in athletics. Mm-hmm. Um, as, a, as a part of it, you're also held to a, a different standard as well as, as a byproduct of that. Um, so I'd like to think that, um, you know, it, we, we benefited, but we were also um, kind of held in a, in a different regard than others because you had to hit a certain GPA, you had to hit certain hours in order to be able to qualify. Yeah. Um, not the work type of schedule situation, but when you do think about um, kind of the schedule of a student athlete, you have the travel, you have all of these things. So being able to have uh, the type of professors that you can build the relationships with Mm -hmm. um, that care and understand those types of things. I'm not asking for special consideration, obviously, but just understanding kind of um, what's going into the scheduling, what's going into the the byproduct of the deliverables um, that come out. I think that that was well recognized. Um, I also believe that as a part of us kind of growing and learning when we're there, because especially for me, I, I didn't have an idea as far as what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. I just yeah. knew I wanted to to play baseball. Um, I, I think that a lot of them helped kind of guide and shape, and and at least show different options. Because yeah. I, I was able to take some courses and realize that there were some things that I knew I did not want to do. <laughs> right. um, you know, with my time and yeah. and life. And uh, they definitely took the time to make sure that um, that we were set up for success as long as we did the work.
0: So David. Talk to me about uh, graduation, after you graduated from Morgan State, and what was your first uh, professional career? Well, after
2: graduation from Morgan State, my first career was selling life insurance. Okay. And, uh, and I was still working at T.J. Fridays as well. You know, I have 20 jobs. Right. <laughs> uh, and i would never forget this. So I, I was working for, can I say the name of the company? Yeah. Uh, life of Virginia. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was so excited to have the profession life insurance I heard about with all the the things you can do, money you can make, whatever. And uh, the gentleman, I was the only African American in the office. I showed up my first day. He handed me a telephone book and said, here's your office and here's your phone. My office was inside of a closet. Wow. So he pulled the phone inside the closet and gave me the telephone book and said, there are your clients, make the phone calls. <laughs>
0: That was my first job, my first day. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine you made a career of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, <laughs>
2: I made a start of that. I mean, it was a learning experience, right? Yeah. You got to go out there and eat what you kill. Yeah. Uh, and I, I started that profession, life insurance. I got securities license, 65, 63. Came a financial planner, not the same company. I grew from, from that to something, so another company. But uh, I grew a book of business where I was dealing with a lot of high net worth clients. Uh, and then I decided to begin a different path. I, I ran into, if you want me to go a little further, i yeah, sure. yeah. uh, I ran into a few partners, a few friends who were starting a home infusion therapy company. Um, I had the business background. They had the pharmacy side. So we all put up $1,000 each, and we started a home infusion therapy company, right? Um, I wrote the business plan, the structure. Um, they had the pharmacy background. And, and just so you don't know, the home infusion therapy company is when you get discharged from a hospital and you still need therapy at home, IV therapy, mm-hmm. chemotherapy, whatever it may be, uh, we would make the compounds in, the fr- in, our, in our office and provide the nurse and the therapy to go out to your home so you can get care at home. Gotcha. Um, so we became um, the largest home infusion therapy company, African-American owned, um, within like five years, over 20 million in revenue. And we were the largest chemo provider to most of the hospitals on the East Coast. A lot of folks didn't know it was a black company supply, (laughs) which was great for us. We won the um, Black Enterprise Award for Emerging Growth Company Year as well for all the work that we did there. So that was really my first, from the financial planning, advising, managing cash flows,
0: to starting that first company with all my ventures there. Okay. So, Denver, once you graduated from uh, Mississippi Valley State Mm -hmm. University, uh, what was your first uh, occupation?
1: Yeah, so mine was a, a little different. Again, uh, you know, pursuit of baseball was the kind of the top priority. Um, wanted to obviously get drafted and, and go to the major leagues as a part of it. That wasn't necessarily in my cards. Um, I did have the opportunity to uh, get drafted by the Regina Red Sox, which is up in Saskatchewan, <laughs> uh-huh, um, well. Canada. And so I spent um, six months with them and another three months um, with a Pirates organization up there in Saskatchewan. Um, that was kind of my, my turn of, of the run was about nine months, uh, long. <laughs> That cup of coffee lasted a great experience, um, but from there I realized that my time was, was done as an athlete. Um, so I entered the workforce um, with Synovus, um as an underwriter um, for them with the bank. Um, yeah. Worked there uh, basically just doing underwriting, um, a little bit of teller work, customer service, um, but those were my main duties. Is just underwriting uh, housing loans and, and auto loans as a as a part of that daily function.
0: Right. And so uh, David, kind of fast forward uh, in life. So now you are. The president and CEO of a variety of organizations, uh, but Four Thirteen Solutions, uh, EastSmith Advisors, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, talk to me about th- th- those in- those particular ventures. So, uh, EastSmith the entities itself, uh, EastSmith Advisors. We
2: we did a the first joint venture with Newmark back in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, and we wanted that to be a minority-owned, minority-led. Broker, commercial brokerage company. Uh, Newmark has never uh, did anything like that before. It's their first time. They usually acquire companies, acquire businesses. Right. And just to take a quick step back, you know, Emmett and I, Emmett Smith and I had a company, a brokerage company in Dallas, a small boutique. So we wanted to kind of expand beyond that. And, and you know we started searching out what, was, what made sense and partnering. So they were the right partner for, they are the right partners for us. Yeah. Uh, so we were able to uh, put that partnership together, become minority certified, um, have brokerage around there. We have offices in Philadelphia, New York, Baltimore, Dallas, and opening one in California as well. So, you know, we're doing very well in, in representing major corporations in South America, Canada, et cetera. So we're excited about that footprint, uh, the, the opportunities that provides for us, and continue to grow that platform as, yeah. as a brokerage company. Uh, but, in addition under the four thirteen uh, solutions, which this guy works for me as well, oh. right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and we work together as well with opportunities right you know four thirteen gives us a bar, uh, continues that relationship within the, the the real estate space for us. so you know we're taking our our development experience and and bringing that to bear to clients as well, developing opportunities and projects, but also expanding into the energy side, which i 'll let Denver talk about that choose right. as well. So you know we were able to touch the, the the real estate piece from cradle to grave. Yeah, you know bringing all the components together as necessary to kind of help make one stop one stop opportunity for the client. And then another um, hat that we're we're venturing into um, is trilogy food good trilogy food good and beverage. Right, a managing partner there where with our um, Emmett Smith uh, Emmett Smith restaurant restaurants can be open in Vegas do you have the las vegas do you-, <laughs> do you have the opening date yet uh we're look we're ting you know construction is right now but yeah. we're we're targeting uh the end of august
0: for opening okay yeah you'll get an invite uh, yeah I'm, I'm hoping so <laughs> <laughs> or, or i'm just gonna drop in you know <laughs> let y'all turn me around at the door <laughs> so denver i know you are passionate about renewable energy mm-hmm. And uh, as you, in your role as uh, Director of Business Development for 4, 413 Solution, uh, you're overseeing a number of programs, in, including some for uh, us at the P3 Group. Mm-hmm. So, number one, talk to me about uh, how did you become so passionate about uh, renewable energy and then talk about your role at 413 Solution.
1: Awesome. Um, so from from my side at least when it, it comes to the energy sector um, had obviously always been very heavily involved in the financial side of things and, and financial structuring. Um, had the opportunity to create um, uh, our own development company um, around solar energy back in 2015. That really kind of moved me into the space. Um, I started to understand uh, how to use money for a purpose um, as a part of it and so that was a big push for me because before it was just really ones and zeros that were that were kind of moving around a page. Yeah. Um, when we associate that with what we're doing in the renewables energy or in the renewable space um, it really gives a purpose and a function to where those dollars go Um, that led us to a a life of doing some development for the Dallas Cowboys organization as a part of their energy sectors um, which led to the opportunity to be able to meet Emmett Emmett Smith and and David Mosley as a part of it Um, come on board with these guys um, as, as a part of their growth of 413 and so now as kind of the the push for 413 Solutions, our goal is to help our clients, investors and then all of the stakeholders that are involved in these transactions um, basically meet and achieve their goals whether it be economically or environmentally by utilizing technologies like solar and renewable energy um, paired with other types of technologies.
0: Right. So David, uh, as the leader of 413 Solutions, uh, where do you see that enterprise going? Well, wow. under our umbrella, we have a, a lot of, ad, we're adding on a lot as we speak as
2: well. So, just under the development arm, we're, we're expanding into more food groups uh, in the real estate space, the hospitality piece, housing, um, so, and industrial as well, hopefully. So, we're, we're seeing ourselves expanding there in that place and just continuing to forge there in opportunities and potentially looking at QSRs. So, there's a lot that we have under our umbrella that we're continuing to expand that footprint. But more importantly, continue to expand what we're looking to do here in the energy side as well, because that's very important right.
0: um, to what we do and is crucial as well in making a difference in, in the environment. Oh well, so that you plays know, a key role, making a difference uh, in the environment and also transforming uh, communities and yep. institutions uh, in, exactly. in the process. Uh, Denver, just to kind of close out, uh, what do you want to see um, happen in the energy sector as? as As it relates to 413 and being the director of business development, you have about a minute to tell me.
1: Yeah, no, I think um, yes, They'll sir. Keep it
0: real nice. Um, and neat. No, I
1: think um, I, I think as, as we have the uh, as we have the push of environmental and social governance that's that's coming into the market itself from the private and the public sector. Um, I think being a, a good partner for those clients and investors, helping them navigate that market because it is new for many people yep. um, as a part of it, and then ultimately just making sure that we're bringing their vision to life as a part of it, and not only creating solutions that meet the goals of today, but exceed them well into the future
0: absolutely and uh you know david denver it's been great having you all on the show i appreciate you all taking time out your busy schedules to come in and be in the studio and and be part of this show Uh, but what i do want to do is i want to recognize both of you all for all the work that you have done and all the success you have had uh in business and what you have done uh, to show a continued commitment to historically black colleges and universities. So it's my pleasure and my honor to uh, award you all the HBCU Lifetime Achievement Award. So thank you all so much for being on the show. I really appreciate appreciate it. And to my viewers, thank you for watching this episode of HBCU, and remember, without you, there's no me.